0: And welcome to the Soul Amplified Podcast. I am Vanessa Grace, your host. Today, let's talk about relationships. Relationships are the hotbed of where codependency and people-pleasing issues are going to arise. Because codependency is, at its core, an issue with how we relate to other people. And so when I say relationships, of course, you're going to think about the core person in your life of the romantic relationship that you have, your marriage, your partner, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. But it also includes other people, your friends, your family, and even um, coworkers and the people that you relate to um, on a a, a more um, tertiary basis. Um, But the core person that you're going to have... um, the biggest issues with with codependency where the codependency is really going to come out is probably going to be in your primary romantic relationship Um, now if you're single it might come out in the people that you're dating or it might come out with your closest friends or the people that you spend the most time with so this is going to be relevant as you reflect on relationships that you've been in and the relationships that you are in now whether or not you are single or paired up with somebody now all of us are wired to find love um, when we're being formed together with ourselves um, in the womb and we're Our nervous system is being created to want touch and want connection with other humans and that is what an infant needs to survive and that is what all of us as we grow need to feel connected and you could even say that that love is the human experience Um, we replicate what we know from childhood in our adulthood now that may not be the first time that you've heard that said but i'm going to go into a little bit more detail on how that relates to codependency and people pleasing if you had a parent who was um, an absent parent um, now maybe they were physically present so in my example i'm actually talking about a parent who was physically present but like emotionally absent or maybe they didn't interact with you a lot, you can replicate that in adulthood by ending up being with somebody who is emotionally not available for you. Now, the situation could look very, very different. Let's say in your childhood, one of your parents is um, a substance user or um, a drug addict of some sort. And so they're just not available for you because they're so wrapped up in their substance use. And that can look very, very dysfunctional and cause a lot of problems in a family's life. Now, maybe you grow up and you've done a lot of growth. I'm so proud of you. And then when you get into a relationship, maybe you get into a relationship with someone who doesn't have substance use issues. Awesome. You did a great job. Good job. Um, But then maybe that person becomes a workaholic. And so... Um, they are now absent because they are now focused on work. They are focused on the other thing. And so it feels the same as when you were a kid. Maybe it's not scary, um, but maybe the absence of the closeness um, that you're used to not being there, there feels familiar. And this is what I mean by we replicate patterns from childhood. We replicate patterns from childhood in the hopes that we can resolve them. If we can resolve this issue with our adult partner, then that means we could have resolved finally that issue from childhood of why that parent wasn't present for us, why they didn't pick you over their substance. And so a person can work really, really hard to change the other person in their adult relationship when what they're really trying to do is fix the original issue in their childhood in the relationship with their parent. Now, of course, some of you are freaking out, thinking that I'm indicating that there's some sort of like sexual connection, and and that's not the piece that I'm talking about. I'm talking about um, having our love cup filled up and feeling like we need to figure out a way to make that happen on um, a super subconscious level, and um, proving to ourselves that it can happen if we get a person similar um, in how they love us. And so this is the reason why people can work so hard on the other person in their relationship to make sure that the other person is quote unquote fixed. Because if you can fix the other person, like I said, then it feels like and it means that you have fixed that original issue in you. Um, and relation, I, I know I gave one example of you know, how you can replicate someone's emotional absence. Um, there's lots of other ways that you can replicate that situation. It could be, their availability for physical touch. It could be um, how much control or anger or emotion is present. There are as many different ways to replicate unfinished childhood issues. Um, I mean, there's millions, I'm sure. So the issue um, with attempting to fix your partner um, to fix your childhood issue is that you can't Fix others. And as a codependent person, they will drive themselves into the ground to fix the partner to prove um, that it can be resolved and that they are lovable. Um, and people will drive themselves to physical illnesses um, before they will accept that they cannot change others. Um, They will drive themselves to mental health issues with depression and anxiety because they're working so hard to make sure that the other person is taken care of and okay and help that other person change, almost force them to change. Because if they change, then I'll be okay, is what a codependent would say. But in reality, you're okay when you're deciding that you're okay, no matter what is happening around you. And that is what spirituality says. Spirituality says is that you can be okay inside yourself regardless of what is happening around you. And focusing on growing your own spirituality will help with um, managing and getting your codependency under control and then becoming a person who is no longer codependent. Maybe things still crop up in your mind, um, but then you process them and don't act on them. So I have an analogy that I'm going to give you. um, And it's called the rope analogy. Um, It means that like when you're in a codependent relationship, each of you is holding on to the end of a rope. And one of you is the person that doesn't see their own light and doesn't realize that they can take care of themselves and wants other people to do things for them. They don't want to deal with that. Um, And then at the other end is the codependent person who really, really wants to help. And that vibe of that relationship feels um, familiar to both people. It feels familiar to overhelp somebody else. It feels familiar to have somebody say they love you, but then also kind of not show up in certain ways. Or it feels familiar to be honored for all the wonderful things that you do. Um, and so that familiarity feels comfortable. And because it is comfortable, it's very easy, easy to slide into a relationship that has the same um, feeling to it that maybe a childhood um, situation has with a child-to-parent relationship. And so you're walking around holding on to this rope and you're in codependency. And how you undo the codependency is moment by moment, choice by choice, you drop the rope. The other person who does not see their own light and does not realize they can take care of all of these things themselves is still gonna be holding on to their end of their rope unless they decide to take care of themselves. Um, But moment by moment, you're letting go of your end of the rope and choosing to not do it for them, choosing to not try and fix them to fix yourself, to fix life, to fix the situation, to if I work on them, that I don't have to pay attention to me. And so each time that you pause and decide whether or not you should actually say yes or no to a request is you dropping the rope. Each time you have a conversation about how you would like to run your marriage differently or do the chores differently or communicate differently um, with like frequency via text, you know, if you're just in a dating stage but not living together, or um, if you're communicating about how you would like to focus differently on which values you're teaching the children behaviorally with like how you guys are acting in life. Each time you do that, you're letting go of the rope. Each time that you pay attention to what you want before you answer, even if you still do what you would have always done, knowing what your answer is but not doing it is still a little bit letting go of the rope. And then someday you'll actually do the thing for yourself and not do the thing you would have done in the past and so you're letting go of the old pattern and so each time that you let go of the rope you are becoming f- more free to be yourself and listen to yourself while you are holding on to the rope you are spending so much time focusing on the other person or the other people in your life that you're you don't have the bandwidth you don't have the energy you don't have the brain power time even, to focus on what you want and notice what you like and know how you like things to be done, or even who you are. So many people who experience codependency as a personal trait feel lost in who they are. Who am I? I don't know anymore. And so eventually when you're letting go of the rope, that allows you to have that energy and that space and that time and that mental energy and that bandwidth to put into yourself, to focus and question on what you want. And that gives you time to realize what your emotions are. Maybe they have been trampled down and zipped into this little makeup bag inside of you because you don't have time to handle your own emotions. Or maybe you're actually going to be able to notice the thoughts that whisper, I don't really want to do that. Or I don't want to do that for this person. And that's okay. And maybe you'll actually start to pay attention to what do I like? What colors do I prefer? What kind of purse do I actually need to live my life? Um, how do I actually want to schedule my week? Am I even in a job that I like? Do I need to go back to school? Do I need to take a class in, I don't know, photography, anything? And so letting go of the rope is allowing yourself to not have to fix the other person to heal your old wound or your old issue that is not resolved. It allows you the time to actually discover who you are And then you can go in and fix that old wound by yourself. It doesn't mean that you're alone because you can have support in that. But it doesn't mean that you're trying to fix yourself by fixing somebody else. You're working on you first. And you can let go of that rope without ending your relationship. It depends on how the other person responds. They may have a lot of behaviors and things to say about you letting go of the rope. They may say that you don't care about them anymore or you're not as helpful or God, now you're such a bitch. You don't help out when I need you to. And they could say these really, really mean, awful things about you that cut you right to the core. But you choosing to not be an overhelper, you choosing to not be a people pleaser, you choosing to not be an enabler does not mean that you are awful. It means that you are taking care of yourself. And they can freak out. And if they choose to leave because you're trying to take care of you, um, that is on them and hopefully you have people there to support you through that and catch you. If they choose to equalize and get used to the fact that you're taking care of yourself, that means that they have the capacity to grow. Because relationships do change when you change what you're offering to the relationship. And so everyone needs to rebalance. Um, You choosing to take care of you and let go of the rope will probably not go smoothly. Um, But it is going to be this big, great growth experience where in the midst of it, you will realize all these amazing things about yourself. You will be able to reflect on moments that didn't make sense to you and understand them. You will be able to look at those moments where you were saying, why does this keep happening to me? And be able to reflect on it um, from a distance and be able to see why that did keep happening to you and it was part of your behavior pattern. You were actually contributing to it, but you didn't know that you were. I hope that this analogy of dropping the rope is so helpful for you as you think about each moment where you're going to choose to not be a people pleaser, to not be an enabler, to not acquiesce to other people in the moment just because you don't know What else to do? You don't know how to open your voice up. So I'm going to give a little example from my week about um, people pleasing and codependency, you know, whichever terminology you want to use. And it's with scheduling in my business as a therapist. I had several situations come up this week where people either had a crisis and wanted an extra long session and they were going to pay for two, you know, back to back. Or people had an emergency and they wanted to get in to see me, um, but I didn't have anything open on my schedule because I was busy in other parts of my life. And then another one that was um, someone wanting to get a hold of me that wasn't an emergency, but we'd been playing phone tag and we're trying to get some details sorted out. And I, of course, was like, well, they're having emergencies. Of course I want to be there for them and help them. Um, But I'm also being very careful in my life to not overextend myself. Because if I overextend myself, then I will not be at my optimum when I'm at work and when I am at home. And so it is important to me to have time to rest and rejuvenate and do silly things and do meditative things and turn my brain off and grow my brain through spirituality or education and just laughter And so I really had to dig in and decide what I wanted. And I ended up realizing that I needed to maintain the space that I had given myself and to not over-offer. And so one person I said, I'm not available for that. That will have to wait till next week. Another person I said, "Um, we can meet at this time and that's the only option that I have available because that was the time that worked for my life. It worked for my life. Um, But I was extending outside of what was normal, but I figured out what did work for me. And then the last one, I decided, you know what? I'm not having this conversation with this other professional on my day off because even though it will take 15 minutes, it's going to pull me mentally into work for probably an hour. So I'll be in my brain about work for an extra hour on a day that I'm not supposed to be thinking about work at all. And so I put everything in its place so that I had time to rest so that I could be effective um, when I went back to work. That is why we leave work and leave it there so that we can rejuvenate and live the rest of our lives. It's supposed to be balanced. And so this, and, and what I did was um, my knee jerk reaction was to agree to all of these things and I did that in my mind. And then I, I took um, my own medicine, basically. I tell all of you to pause and really consider what you wanted. And so I did that with each of these situations. I paused, I had begun to write a text message back or you know, dial them up and say what was going to happen. And then I just stopped and I put it all down and I deleted text messages and I ended phone calls before I had hit dial. And um, I went into myself and asked what I really wanted and needed for my time off. I even talked to my husband about what I wanted and needed and he was able to listen to me and give some feedback and um, you know, there wasn't a lot of advice that he was giving but just by talking to him, because I'm an external processor, I was able to determine what I really did need. And so then I was able to come back, you know, five minutes later, 30 minutes later, depending on which situation it was, and communicate with them um, about what was available to them. Because it was, you know, outside of what was expected, you know, about what I normally am offering people. And so I was able to stay within my own boundaries that I had selected for myself. And this this took time and it took a moment and it took having support. And if my husband had a bed available, I probably would have reached out to one of my friends that knows about my growth process with codependency and understands um, you know what I need to process to get where I'm going with these things. And so this is a way that you can take that advice of pausing and thinking about what you really want and going inside and asking yourself well how do i think about this how do i feel about this and look at your priorities which at this moment was rejuvenation and rest for me because i did need to rejuvenate and rest i had things i needed to get done at home and i needed to refill my own cup and so i couldn't be useful if I overextended myself and that is a really common trait of codependence and people pleasers is that um, we too often are going to give too much and then we're running on empty and I talk about this all the time because I think it is so important to not be running on empty and so go within yourself when you put the rope down you're gonna find there's a whole world inside of you that is as big as a galaxy. I have this um, art print in my master bathroom, and I don't remember who the quote is by, because of course, I don't. That's so convenient right now. Um, but it's an image that's gorgeous, and then inside on of the image, it says the entire universe is inside you. And I really feel like when we begin exploring our inner selves, there is so much that we can discover about how people work and how our self works. And then you can discover relationships and spirituality and interests. And there's just a never ending unfolding of who you become when you begin inner exploration. And I find it to be incredibly delightful. And I love helping you um, peel back the layers to understand, how you can get at that kind of an experience and that kind of growth with um, putting other people's needs to the side and working on them when you have um, a full cup and are fully energized to be able to do so. If you want to keep learning more and more about how to overcome codependency Um, You know, maybe it's time for you to reach out to me. I'm offering free 30-minute conversations with people on Breaking Free of People Pleasing. Um, It's this 30-minute session, and we're going to help you look at what's been going on in your life and where you want to be and how I might be able to help you and really getting a personalized experience. Um, If you love what I say on this podcast... Imagine being able to have me in your ear on your phone with you or over Zoom, um, a video conferencing call, to be able to actually talk about what's going on with you and what is something that you can be doing. What is the stumbling block that you've been having? Maybe you've been trying to apply the methods and the things that um, I've been talking about and using your other resources that you have. Um, but you, you're ready for the next thing. And when you're ready for the next the next thing, it's almost like this switch flips inside of you and you're like, maybe I'm not ready, but then deciding to be ready makes you ready. And then you open yourself up to learning at a new level about What can happen? And being willing to receive help with overcoming your codependency is so profound because there are, you know, issues that can pop up that you might not see that I can see easily because this is my wheelhouse and I can help you uncover what it is quicker. So, if you are interested in initiating a breaking free of people-pleasing session with me, all you have to do is reach out through my email, which is Vanessa, V-A-N-E-S-S-A, at soulamplified.org. I wish you the best week, and I wish for you to go be amazing. Thanks for tuning in, Soul Sister. Do you want to hear from me more? Sign up for my Transforming Your Codependency text messages straight to your phone every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for inspiration and education. To sign up, text PEACE to 877-338-0875 to spread this message far and wide. Screenshot listening to this podcast and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me. I love hearing how you're growing. Get amplified.